Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is October, I'm sorry, it is Tuesday, October the uh, 2nd. (laughs) Boy, I didn't change my calendar. Um, And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, Chapter 11, A Vision for You. And we're going to be reading from on page 153, the very first paragraph that states it may seem incredible. And today, our readers for the 12 Steps of OA will be Ingrid F., the 12 Traditions, Bonnie T. And the readers for our text will be Elaine T., Stephanie L., and Rocky I. So I have two reference numbers for you, five-digit numbers. Yesterday, Monday, hmm, Monday, I have October 2nd. I don't know what this says. Monday, 10 a.m. meeting, Eastern Time is 10,495. And today, uh, at the 7 a.m. meeting, is 10,495. 97. I hope I didn't confuse everybody. All right, OA preamble. The Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Uh, Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ingrid F. to please read the 12 steps. Hello, my name is Ingrid F. and I'm a compulsive overeater. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of a character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
8, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would to injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ingrid F. And now I will ask Bonnie T. to please read 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning, Janice. May I be heard? You can. Thank you. Good morning. This is Bonnie T. from Chicago, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service. And thank you so much, Bonnie T. Before we go on, I have a correction. My my mistake is on Monday, October 2nd, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10,495. And today is Tuesday. It's October 3rd. Our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10,497. And this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. What we do is we read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Now to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers, this is everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So now I will ask the first reader, um, Elaine T, to start reading on page 153. Good morning. This is Elaine T from Pittsburgh. Can I be heard? Yes. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you, should you wish them above all else, and be willing to make use of our experience. We are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Okay. Wow, I looked at this and thought, that's a little paragraph. And then I started tearing it apart and went, wow, that's a big paragraph. Um, I am today incredibly happy. Um, I fought for years for respect and found out that that's not how you get it. Um, And I find that I feel like I'm useful once more. The most important part to me of this paragraph is the answer. The answer is the practical answer. Um, And for me, the first thing that came up was willing. I've been in program a long time, 24 years, and I misunderstood the direction about take what you like and leave the rest. And so I left willingness out for a long time. And I used to make jokes about will being a four-letter word. And now I realize that that's, for me at least, the most important thing that I can do. I must be willing to do this deal daily. I also like the fact that they say, sure. They're sure. Because that to me is like a promise that I will become recovered um, I am recovered, but, you know, that this would happen to me. That's why I stayed. Um, And that I would eventually come into an age of miracles. Um, I can't tell you how many. I look for them now, and they're constant. Um, I'm I'm hunted for a a partner and found one in the rooms a couple years ago when I finally quit looking because I let God do it. Um, I looked for a sponsor. I used to pick people that were easy. I, again, found the perfect sponsor for me when I quit looking and let God do it. So for newcomers, retreads, disenchanted doubters, this works. It really does. Join us one day at a time on this journey. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Elaine T. Okay, so the floor is open for anyone that would like to comment on what was read. Jackie B. Jackie B. Jackie B. John K. Gina R. Gina R. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Stephanie L. I I didn't. 
Um, is Joni B before Stephanie? Yes. Okay, I'll we'll go them. with. All right, we're going to go with these five, and then there'll be plenty of room for others. Jackie B, you're up. Hi, this is Jackie B from the Bronx. Thank you very much, Janice, and everyone who has shared and doing service. Okay, um, what I like so much is the fact that it says the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Well, I what I could say with that is I've been in this program 25 years. I'm currently abstinent. Uh, I'm going on um, 14 months doing it through the big book. And I've been listening to A Vision for You for that long. Um, I am definitely one of those. Um, I'm amazed every day that I the willingness and the length that I'm willing to go. I recover each day by reaching out to other compulsive overeaters, working with others, doing the 10th and 11th step every single day, sharing it with others. Uh, I text people uh, as much as I can uh, to remind them that they are worth being in contact with. That's the whole thing I find in this program, is that as long as I've uh, shown, I, I, I put down the food and I work the program. I work the steps every single day, and I and I let people know that you're worth it. That's what I'm doing right now. Whoever can hear my voice from the from from this uh, meeting, you are worth it. You are worth it, and. Work it. Just work it. Just call somebody in the fellowship and say, hey, I'm sick and suffering and I need help. Please help me. Take me through the steps. Re- help me read the big book. Help me. Uh, um, once I've uh, located what my, my those foods that trigger the craving, the obsession will lift once you remove those ingredients. But you need to call somebody and work the steps through the big book. Go through the doctor's opinion. Go through working with others. Go through there is more about alcoholism. And there is a solution. One day at a time, just go through this entire book. Bill's story. Um, You will uh, get so much out of it. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Jackie B. Okay, John K., you're up. <laughs> Thanks, Janice. Uh, this is John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. Um, that phrase, happy, respected, and useful once more. You know, for me, when it came to the food, you know, the key word was happy. You know, I think for many of us, food didn't drive us to the level of being totally useless and needing to be useful again. Now, was I of maximum use to my fellow? No, no. Unless your job was selling donuts, then I was I was there to be maximum service to you. <laughs> but happy, I mean, that's the thing I couldn't conceive was possible when I came to my first program. And then later, when it came to giving up the food, you know, the thing that had, had been with me since my earliest memories, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was driven here because my eating had become intolerable that, you know, uh, I'd become convinced I had to do something about my eating. 
but that I could do it and be happy to boot. Nah, that's that's something these Pollyannas were telling me to make me feel better, you know. Well, you know, fast forward to today, you know, and I can see it was it is true. You know, when I talk, uh, sometimes I give away talks, and uh, I, I like to start by reading a few sentences from pages 132 and 33. Phrases like happy, joyous, and free. We are not a glum lot, but, you know, especially... We absolutely insist upon enjoying life. You know, well, you know, here's the key is, is I think uh, to get where I am now, you know, where I'm living in the 10-step promises with food and the 9-step promises with life, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight. You know, I always say, you know, to get to the point where it's easy, you have to get through the time when it's hard. And there were a lot of times when it was hard, especially when I was in my, my long relapse cycle. You know, even though I kept plugging away, it was hard day in and day out. Well, why? Because I was going through the hardest part over and over. I never hung on until the point where it got easy. You know, and the only thing that kept me going through all that was a memory I had of a time where I had been graced with some true abstinence, you know, when the problem had been removed root and branch. And, you know, in looking back at it, I think this thick addict had to go through that, you know, had to see how important my abstinence was to my life as a whole, you know, that it had to become the most important thing because without it, I'd be back on that rat wheel again, you know, and, and this time I might not get off. And I know I've seen a lot of people who didn't make it back, you know, and as a result, you know, when my higher power graced me again and very possibly for the final time with abstinence, I needed to do my part to hang in you know, and hang on like a drowning man holds on to a life preserver. And, and today I do. And if for no other reason is that the memories of how hard it was in the beginning versus how easy it is now keep me hanging in because it's a lot easier to hold on to absence than to get it back. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Joan Kay. All right, Gina, uh, it's your turn. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Janice. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. And I wanted to focus on the word incredible. And I know part of a definition of that is the inability to believe. And what happened for me is that I finally woke up to my unbelief. I was blessed to be acquainted with these 12 steps through our sister program. And I just thought that that particular abstinence was as good as it got. I didn't understand that the feelings I was having were not normal. They were not what my creator intended for me. I thought everybody was busy, had demanding jobs, lived in a world full of strife and trouble and trauma and had screwed up families. And the actual notion of being happy was very obscure for me. Fortunately, the food beat me into a state of reasonableness. And I feel fortunate that the experience I had of being drugged through a channel of my own uh, misery, the making, me making my own misery, 
Um, I feel very fortunate for that today. Um, while I was not at that point able to see on my own and believe that this miracle could happen for me, I was watching it happen in someone else who was reaching out her hand to me, not in a uh, a way of like, hey, look at me, look what's going on. It was just, it, it true, she truly was the epitome of this program is attraction, not promotion. And because of how she demonstrated her recovery, it all of a sudden became possible for me to entertain the idea of believing that this could happen for me too. And so on one fateful day in 2016 in May, I got to the end of myself and burned up all of my ability to do this and turned the corner. And now I understand what incredible actually means. Um, it's difficult to believe it's extraordinary, but it doesn't mean that it's not possible. It is possible. So if you are a newcomer and you're wondering how the heck does this happen for me, whether you're young or advanced in your years, lock arms with us. Announce yourself as a newcomer. Get on with the business of recovering and join us. And with that, I pass. I'm sorry, I didn't hear if you passed or not. I was trying to do. Okay, Kathleen O. Thank you, Gina. Uh, Kathleen O, it's your turn. Kathleen O, can you hear me? Can anyone hear me? I hear you, Janice. Good, thank you, my dear. All right, um, perhaps they're having some trouble, technical trouble. Whom else would like to comment on this paragraph? Page 153, paragraph one. Uh, Joni B., I'm here. Joni B. Stephanie yeah. L. Stephanie L. Whom else? Rita K. Rita D. Allie M. I think I heard a Rita. Is, is that yeah. true? Yes. Rita? Yes, it's Rita, Rita K. Rita K. Wendy M. Okay, Wendy, Wendy M. Wendy M. Wendy Sherry M. KB. Sherry KB. Dorita P. Dorita. Was there a Kathy too? Allie. 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 What's your last initial? Your first initial Allie. to your last name. I'm sorry? M as in Mary. M as in Mary. All right. Let's just go with... Um, Joni B. first, please. Oh, yeah, Leah. Hi, this is Joni B., um, recovering compulsive overeater in Southern California. Um, I I love this reading in the first uh, part where it um, talks about us being um, useful once more. And that reminds me of, um, I don't remember how long I'd been in program, but I had lost about 90 pounds at that point and um, a friend asked me to help a friend of hers move and it was um, a third story apartment without an elevator and you know I'm going about my business and up and down these stairs carrying boxes and 
after a while, it just dawned on me that, you know, I think I'd been in program just shy of a year or something like that, that, you know, a year ago, I could not have been of service in this way. And I mean, it brought me to tears to think um, how much my life had changed and how, you know, if, if all I had was the physical recovery, just that alone changed my life and made me more useful. But then when you layer on the spiritual and the emotional recovery, um, it's amazing to me that I can be there for my friends. I can sit and listen. I can open my heart to people. And the, um, you know, the confidence that I have today allows me to be uh, more useful in church. You know, I'm taking on responsibilities as, you know, chair of committees and, and things that I just never would have done before when I was hiding in my fat and hiding in the food. And I just, every day, am so grateful for this program and for how much the steps have changed my life, you know, and I, I came in through the mothership program, but as long as I still had my food, I couldn't really recover. And, um, and I just had no idea that this kind of life was possible for me. And with that, I passed. Well, thank you so much, Joni B. Okay, Stephanie L., it's your turn. Did you say Stephanie L.? I did. Okay, sorry. I was, you know, sometimes when you hit unmute, you don't hear I anything do. for a second. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. Hey, everyone, good morning. It's Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California, and I just want to say ditto to every single person that has shared um, I have this paragraph underlined in multiple colors. Um, every time I read this, I'm just reminded and blown away by the miracles that have happened in my life. You know, um, I will have this time around, um, by the grace of God, at the end of this month, um, two years of abstinence again. And I have to say that this you know, first sentence, it seemed incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? And that's exactly where I was. I was miserable. I was hopeless. I was suicidal. It was as if I was in this self-imposed prison. I could not get out. And I used to, I used to dial into this phone meeting or listen to the podcast, and I used to sit there and cry. And I would listen to you all share, and I would think, this is never, ever going to happen for me. Because I had had periods, you know, I had three years at one point, two years at one point. I knew what it was like to be free. But I couldn't get back there. And I used to listen to you all and cry, and you gave me hope. You know, maybe, just maybe, if this works for them, it's going to work for me. Because I thought I had missed my window of opportunity. It's over. You know, you had your chance. It, you know, it's never going to happen again. And, um, you know, for anyone who is out there listening this morning and you're in relapse and you think that it's over and you think that you've wished your, you've lost your window of opportunity and you think that you're never going to stop eating again, then I am sitting here telling you that, you know, the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. 
my recovery today, the fact that I am a recovered woman, that I have been restored to sanity, that I'm useful. I'm sitting in the parking lot um, getting ready to walk into a college class. What? You know, I was about to lose my job. I wouldn't answer the phone when my kids called. I lived to eat, and that was my world. And today, you know, my reality is I woke up this morning, and I wasn't, like, freaking out about what I ate the night before or um, severely hung over because of what I ate the night before or depressed because I feel like my life is over. I woke up this morning. I'm like, okay, God, what are we going to do today? All right. We got vision for you. You know, we've got class. We got blah, blah, blah. That is an absolute miracle. You know, I've been able to repair relationships with my daughters. My daughter just had a baby five weeks ago and she wants to come see me. Okay. My kids wanted nothing to do with me. I wouldn't even answer the phone. So if you're sitting there thinking that this isn't going to work for you, you know, work the steps. Um, I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. I threw myself into this program because my life depends upon it. And today I have to live in 10, 11, and 12 because my life depends upon it. And when I do these things, I'm given a daily reprieve, and this miracle continues to give back to me. So with that, I will, um, I'll pass, and thanks for letting me share. And thank you for sharing, Stephanie O. Okay, Rita Kay, your turn. Thanks so much. Uh, this is Rita Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Kansas. And, you know, the thing that jumps out to me um, from this paragraph in this paragraph is, is the, the, uh, the dichotomy that's here. It talks about the practical answer, you know, is that since this has happened to us and it could happen to you, and then it ends up talking about a miracle. And so you think about, well, if it's practical, how can it be a miracle? Well, and the thing about it is that it's like the action is practical, you know, because, you know, we, uh, uh, I've got written out on the, in, the, um, in the margin by this paragraph, make use of experience and we can we can so easily at meetings whether it's on the phone or face to face we can listen to others experience and do what they did listen to how they worked the steps and do what they did you know whether we were talking to a sponsor or whatever but but i i just really appreciate what this paragraph is saying that there's a practical answer but yet wow this is a miracle that it even happened and so that's really what i want to share thanks for letting me share well, thank you much, Wendy M. Okay, Sherry KB, it's your turn. Morning, I believe. Good morning, yes. everybody. Hi, it's Wendy M. Uh, uh, okay, Sherry KB or Wendy M? <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, Wendy M, but I, I mixed up. Wendy M, did Wendy M speak yet? No. Please go ahead, Wendy. Okay, sure. <laughs> Good morning. This is Wendy M. I recovered gratefully in Colorado. Thank you, God, for the entire abstinence that I have this morning. And Janice, thank you for your service, everybody else on the line. Um, There's so much here. Um, Let's start with the word happy. Um, Okay, so like most folks, I was not happy. I was just in the food. But more to the point, I was unhappy because I was a user. I just used people. That's what I know. Um, And today, and I don't know if this is going to make sense for folks, but 
Um, I actually laugh out loud a lot. I never laughed out loud. I was not somebody who laughed out loud. And I realized it's because I'm more relaxed, because I trust God more, and because I'm not running the show as much. I'm in the moment, and I'm thoroughly enjoying whatever I'm laughing about. And that is a miracle. Um, and that is a gift of this program. It's just the laughter. Um, and as I was saying, I was a user, and the other day, another miracle um, because of this program is I took a friend to the airport. I am not the girl who takes the person to the airport. No, that would be way too helpful. Um, and I was that person, and it felt fabulous. And I laughed the whole way there. Um, and I want to say, too, that another miracle was I saw a friend I hadn't seen in 30 years, um, college friend, who came to town. And uh, she reminded me. She said, no, I saw you then, and I saw you then. She reminded me of times I didn't even remember that I saw her ever. I didn't remember the visit at all. I was completely in a blackout with food. I had no idea I ever saw her. And the other thing that was different was I cared about her this time. I had instant love for this woman in a way I never had before in college. I binged my way through college. I didn't care about people. These are the miracles. First of all, putting down the food is a miracle. And if somebody said, you know, I've heard them say, it's harder to be in the food than it is to be abstinent. It is easy breezy to be abstinent. When you put the food down, it's easy breezy. As people said, I'm neutral with food. And then the rest comes, right? It's how do I treat you? How do I treat myself? How do I treat my family? And it's all changing, and it ain't perfect, thank God. Because every time it's not perfect, God gets to show up. Every time a defect of character shows up, that's God. God's like, lean in, I'm right here. I get to go to God every time I have an oopsie. Yesterday I made a mistake in a meeting. I um, cross-talked. I was so ashamed, right, after the meeting. Not only was I ashamed, I was able to see that, oh, I want revenge on these people. You know, they've, they've um, harmed me. Don't they know who I am, you know? So it's, and, I, and I get to do a 10-step instantly so that I don't eat over it and I don't go harming people because of it. And then finally it says, um, the, the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Yes, yes, yes. There was a miracle sitting in front of me a year and a half ago, and I wanted what she had, and it was that simple. And I did what she did so I could get what she had. And thank you, God, today I can do the same and I can be useful to another human being. Thanks for letting me share it. And, and, and thank you, Wendy M. Okay, Car uh, Sherry, it is your turn. Sherry KB. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful, recovered, compulsive. I read her. Thank you so much for your service, Janice, and welcome to everybody on the line. Um, this little paragraph is is just huge. Um, it's got so many wonderful things in it and where to begin. I'm just going to jump in right here where it says the practical answer is that since these things have happened among us. They can happen with you. And, you know, you hear us on the line. You know, I was one of the people when I started out, I was very nervous to get on this line, and I, I was just so overwhelmed and bowled over by the recovery, and I just wanted what you had. I wanted it so bad. And it said, should you wish this above all else and be willing to, to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. And, you know, that's what happened is I, I wanted to go to any links. You know, people talk about, you know, 
uh, work this program like your hair is on fire. I personally uh, prefer as my life depended on it. You know, some people say next bozo on the bus. I'm like, no, I'm a herd of uh, wild horses in a canyon running up all together. Um, that's what I want. This is what this is why I come on the line every day. It's so important to me, and it's so important to carry this message, to do the work, and to help others. That's what to me is this is all about. It's like it is a miracle, but I work at it, so it's miraculous. That's the difference between a miracle and, and miraculous. Miraculous means you work for it. And that's what it's telling me here is if I want this, I have to work at it. I have to work at it every day. And some people go, you know, I can hear the disease. It's too hard. You're asking me too much to do. No, we're not, you know, because how much were you in the food and spending? What was your life like when you were in the food? My life is so different because I'm not in the food. I haven't been in the food. I'm recovered. I live in 10 and 11 and 12. I want to carry this message. I want to be of service. I want to be of maximum service. I want to be useful. And that's what I'm doing. And it's, it is just changing my life, and it can change yours too. And, you know, it's just getting getting a, a, a step guide, a big book guide, whatever you want to call us. Get in this work. Get, get it going so you can too be of maximum service, change your life, and help others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Sherry KB. Okay, Dorito. Dorita, I think. Dorito? Yes. <laughs> Yes, hi. <laughs> yeah, you could call me Doritos. No, but my name is my name is Dorita. Dorita, Dorita P. <laughs> okay, Dorita. From, <laughs> from Cleveland and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh yes. Um uh, it it may seem incredible. You know, it is incredible. It was incredible when I first came to see people. And it says uh that uh, are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. You know, uh, I don't think people, I was in a, a helping field, and I don't think people, I don't think people respected me. Um, and I'm just kind of thinking, too, of other people in the helping field, like doctors and nurses and psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, all those people, you know, um, I guess I, I've kind of felt the same way, you know, how, how are they, how are they going to tell me something and they're, you know, 300 pounds or 200 pounds. Um, and I didn't respect myself. So I'm grateful that today I do respect myself. I am happy, joyous, and free, and I am useful. Um, and, and, you know, I can relate to all of this. Um, uh, the practical answer is that since these things has happened to us, and, you know, these are just more promises. You know, we focus or, you know, the meetings focus on the ninth step promises, but there's uh, promises throughout. And, um, you know, these things can happen to you. And I kept coming back until the miracle happened. That's what we say, keep coming back until the miracle happens. And I'm just really grateful for this program. I'm feeling just a little bit down because uh, there are two more food items that I have to take out of my food plan. And, you know, I feel better about taking them out today, um, but it's still kind of sad. Like, I can't eat those things. Um, But I'm grateful that I feel like I can do it. You know, before I was like, I can't live without them, you know, even though I lost 100 pounds, you know. Um, But, like, I think I hear Leah say or somebody say, you know, how free do you want to be? And I want to be, like, totally free. So, 
if anything is bogging me down, I want to get rid of it. Okay, thank you, and with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Dorita T. Okay, <clears throat> pardon me, Allie M., it's your turn. And then I think if Liot, Liot is still here, please, but it'll be Allie M. right now. Thank you. Good morning. This is Ali M. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater in Washington State, and I'm sharing what the directions in the big book mean to me. So I'm probably going to say a lot of things that we've heard already on the line this morning, but this is what they do through this whole book. They repeat things over and over again because that's the way I need to hear it in order to get it. Um, And this phrase... um, since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. I have heard this up and down since I came into the room. If it happened to me, it'll ha- it can happen for you. Um, but I always missed the second part of what I need to do to make that happen. Um, all my life, I have seen what other people have, and I've wished that I have it. Just wished, and I always had that feeling like, well, that'll never happen for me, or I can never have that. But um, those were all, you know, pretty superficial things. And I always thought that people were just lucky and things that just fell in my lap. Um, But it says, should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. So I only did that first part. I wished it. And uh, and my first um, probably two years in the rooms, that's what I did is I wished it so hard. I just wished that I could get this. And I just wasn't really reading the directions. So here's the instructions that it's giving me, willing to make use of our experience. And so that's what this whole book is about, is the experience of those people that it worked for. And um, that's why I'm so grateful to be in this book with you guys every day, um, listening, just so I can hear the same things over and over again that tells me, work the steps, you know, work with others and practice these principles in all my affairs. And uh, in the six months or so that I've been really working these steps from the big book, my recovery has rocketed where I was just stalled out for, you know, two plus years um, in these rooms, not really knowing it. So I do believe the age of miracles is still with us. And it says they have proof. Our own recovery proves that. Um, So I'm going to follow these people that have proof. I'm going to stay in the book, and I'm going to carry the message where and whenever I can. And thank you all. I'm so glad that I got to share this morning. Have a great day. I pass. And thank you so much, Allie M. Okay, is Liot available, TD? Liot? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This is Liat Recovered, compulsive overeater from Thank California. You. Wow, there's really nothing. I mean, I'm sitting here. I want to maybe hang up because there's really nothing else to add. You guys are so awesome. And uh, um, I was just thinking, I mean, really, the age of miracle. I always thought that it was in Bible times, and I miss that both. And, um, you know, and it took me 12 years of relapsing in Overeaters Anonymous to get to a place of surrender with the food. And I definitely, for the past over 17 years, every day I'm grateful that God has removed, you know, the compulsion for me to overeat. 
And I'm really, really grateful for the steps that are keeping me away from it. Um, I, um, my husband was sharing something yesterday with me. He's a recovered alcoholic. Uh, about juice sponsors that told him that we don't really, we're not challenged. You know, sometimes they say, oh, I'm in a challenging time. He said, you know, the recovered addict is not in a challenging time. He's in delusion. And that is truly my experience. And that's why I'm so grateful for the immediately groups or the uh, God squads that are Create, are being created in these rooms for the 12 steps and the understanding that I need to continue to uh, take inventories and, and share it with another human being because I, you know, at certain points have a hard time differentiating the truth for the false. And I call it, I am, cha- I, this is a challenging time where it really is delusional. I'm a delusional. I am in selfish self centeredness. And I'm so glad that delusion is like a bubble that someone needs to pop. And it takes one phone call. I mean, so many times I'm convinced that no one will be able to fix this. That this is a problem that's going to be prolonged and there will be no miracle. That Only a miracle can happen to change it. And I write that spot inventory and I call someone and they pop that delusional thinking that I just somehow gravitate toward. So not only I get to be recovered from that desire to go back to food, I also get to be freed from delusional thinking on a regular basis. And what a gift. What a gift. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. And I truly, truly love you all, Altas. And thank you so much for being available, Liat. Okay, we have about two more, two and a half minutes. Lindsay B.? I didn't get the first name. Lindsay B. Oh, Lindsay B. And whom else would like to? Shawnee B. Oh. I heard, is it Shawnee? Yes. Shawnee. How do you spell that? S-H-A-N-I. Shawnee B. Okay, Lindsay B. Please go ahead. Okay, good morning, everyone. Just a couple of things. I, You know, the age of miracles. And what I'm realizing is that miracles happen, but Lindsay doesn't make them happen. You know, this is a, a we, you know, being able to show up for those, those uh, you know, people that God has sent my way, you know, God with skin, in, skin on. And the other thing I want to say is, you know, that this program, I've heard many people say this, you know, this program will set us free. But cer- certainly at the beginning, it's going to piss us off. And if I'm not pissed off, you know, at some point in this, then I'm in denial, you know, and um, I'm just so glad that I know that's part of the process. You know, how do, how do we make change happen? Change only happens when we, we move through that challenge. And, and for so long as a, you know, relapser of, of many years, and who's also experienced amazing recovery, recovery happens when I just friggin' don't take back the reins and ask what God wants me and then only do it if I like it. I already follow God's plan if it agrees with me, you know, and today I'm so grateful that I just don't know much of anything. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lindsay B. Okay, Shawnee B. Hi, thank you so much. This is Shawnee B., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. 
Um, you know, what comes to mind to me here is that um, I remember when I was working some of the early steps when I came into program and I kept on hearing people on the line and other um, and, and recovered fellows talking about how they have neutrality around the food and, you know, some of the other promises of the big book. And I was, it, it was like mind boggling to me. I was very skeptical. I really didn't think that could happen for me um, because that, you know, that's, um, that just was beyond my wildest dreams. And, but the hope that I had, because I, I had no other choice, I had no other recourse, and the hope that I had from the other people telling me how, um, how they were recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of body and mind, that's what helped me propel me through each and every step and, and uh, you know, to do the things that were difficult for me. Um, but I did them because I really, really, really wanted to see if it would happen for me. And, you know, today I could say that it has happened for me, and it's beyond a miracle. I mean, I, I don't even have a word for it because um, I, I really didn't believe it. And I was just comparing to um, this time last year. I was in the store, and I was walking past all the Halloween candy. And, I mean, this time last year I was stocking up on Halloween candy because, um, I mean, on October 1st because – you know, kids would be coming soon. I mean, who was I kidding? And I ate bag after bag, you know, one piece at a time. I didn't sit down and eat, eat the whole bag, although I could have. Um, I was kidding myself. That mental twist was really working its way through my brain. And I eat one piece at a time, and I kept on going back to the store every couple of days for more. And um, just the stark difference between how I'm living my life today and that where the place where I was one year ago, if you would have told me about this one year ago, I would have laughed in your face. I would have never been able to believe it. Um, and I thank everybody for being on the line and thank you all um, for your help in my recovery. And I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thanks, thanks to everyone who has shared and listened and attended this meeting. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Stephanie L., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. It would be my pleasure. Hi, everyone. It's Stephanie L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.